0: Welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations I'm your host Joseph Jude Generative AI is the talk of the town but is generative AI uh, just a fading hype is it a solution looking for a problem or can we use it to solve real business problems and can we scale it out to scale our businesses what are its potentials for businesses? To discuss all of this today, I'm joined by Krishna Kumar, CEO of Green Pepper. He has been using Open AI and developed more than twenty tools on it. He conducts workshops on prompt engineering and possibilities of Gen AI for business innovations. I'm excited to talk to him about all of this. Before we get into the interview, can I request you to subscribe to the podcast, write a review? And share the podcast with your fellow business leaders. Hello, KK. Welcome to the conversation.
1: Thank you, Joseph. Glad to be here.
0: KK, let us start with how you are using Gen AI, and talk to me a little more about the tools that you have developed on Open
1: I think the Open AI has become so popular with Chat GPT, you know, becoming the the sought after tool for everyone as a general purpose technology. Um, as a productivity tool, as something which people go to every day, just like we use Google or Gmail. So people open, you know, ChatGPT on their browser and Gmail, Google, it's become part of our life in just less than a year, right? Since the ChatGPT came out in 2022, December, I've been using ChatGPT. And in fact, I remember getting this link, the beta version link, and, you know, getting there and tinkering with that. And that Christmas was more of like tinkering with chat GPT and sharing the insights with my friends about what's happening in the space. And many, of, many of them like felt really funny about the output, which we got at that point yeah. in time, but I felt there was something bigger to it, but because if AI can learn faster exponentially, definitely chat GPT is going to learn that as well. Right? So billions of data is already added to it. And you are accessing an AI superpower with prompts. So that was my first experience with obviously like that thing. That's the first experience with so many people, right. But since then it is very important to tinker with it, experiment with it, explore how to use ChatGPT better. So I remember five years back, I'm me doing a workshop on how to use Google search in 120 different ways. And so. You know, at that point it was quite amusing because yeah. people were using less than you know, you know, ten techniques to search in Google, and we use Google a lot every day. Even then, we have not really tried to search or use Google effectively. So I think it's 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 same with every tool, right? Uh, we have we have we've been using Google search, you know, Word, Excel, but if you look at the the features, the number of activities we you, you know using with those tools are very very less. So the tool effectiveness comes with going deep dive into it and, you know, learning how to use it better. So the the point with most of the tools is that, you know, familiarity breeds contempt and ChatGPT has the same curse. people feel that, oh, this is just like you put some words and you get something out of it. Sometimes the answers are funny. Sometimes answers are factually incorrect and there is something called hallucination, which is a word used in tech Which say saying like the data is not right. But the more we try to find out the good side of it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the strength side of it, like ChatGPT and OpenAI is really surprising people who are using it effectively. And that's where we are all coming in. Right? At this point in time, ChatGPT is one of the most used consumer product you know in the internet space with more than 200 million users using it. And you have the ChatGPT 4 version, which is the premium subscribe version for $20 a month, offering a lot of tools, now recently launched called GPT Store. Um, So that's the scenario with uh, ChatGPT becoming the most popular one.
0: Uh, Can you talk to me about some of the tools that you have developed?
1: So since I started using ChatGPT 4 in June 2023, I realized that the capabilities are very different. The creative, analytical reasoning capabilities of mm-hmm. ChatGPT 4 is much different to 3.5. And in November, there was a speculation that I'm talking about 2023 November. There was a speculation that we can actually publish the customized versions of GPD the way we want model behavior. We are, we are, we're training our own sets of pets, you know, for our own productivity, utility, creativity, writing, you know, lifestyle purposes. And you can publish it in GPT GPD store, just like we build apps in Play Store and publish it. So this was in November. And since then, we, we started exploring GPDs, making GPDs for our own purpose. Being a consulting firm, being a digital transformation company, we work with a lot of companies, we make proposals, we create, you know, presentations. And obviously as part of my workshops, I have to kind of create content every day. So this has been part of the lifestyle for some time, and this has enabled us to create a lot of interesting new kind of content effortlessly, you know, compared to what was earlier. So GPDs are customized versions of ChatGPD, which you can model the behavior. You can you can design what you want to do with it. The biggest challenge in ChatGPD 3.504 was, is like for most of the users, is to write prompts. Prompt writing is obviously this is a great convenience tool but the other inconvenience is writing prompts mm. and you have to write prompts you have to follow up you have to uh, nudge you have to you know do a lot of to and fro to get the best output and we were thinking how to reduce that and that's mm. when we in most of the gpds you know which we have built called the pep tools which um, is published in the gpt store we would find there is no requirement of prompting. We can actually drag and drop at PDF and get the nine point summary. You don't have to do anything. So to make it more productive, to make it more easy, the lesser need for prompting is important for chat. So just to give an example, like if you have a 500 page document, manual uh, an report, uh, shareholders report or something, you can just drag and drop it to our tool called the nine point summary and get the best nine points out of it, which would essentially, Reduce your reading time, but at the same time, not losing out on the insights in the book. So similarly, we created productivity tools, writing tools, creative stuff. Like one of the tools, which I personally like is being a avid movie watcher. I wanted to create cinematic visuals with DALI 3. And the moment you write a small word, say for example, mountain, it would give you three different visual prompts, which can be used for creating DALI 3 visual images, cinematic images. So it it works really well. I should try it out. And the, the way, the way thing is, why is it cinematic visuals? Because Daly 3 comes up with uh, almost 200 different kinds of tonnage, you know, tones for images. So we wanted to make it cinematic. So mm. that's where the specific pur- purpose versions come in picture. Okay. You're creating your own specific custom versions of ChatGPT for your personal use. It could be your internal team use, or it could be published for general public to, to use it. Great. So, yeah, these are some experiments which you've been doing now. Bit, great, bit, great. great. Thanks.
0: Uh, okay, okay. Okay. You you also touched upon some of the workshops that you are conducting for CEOs and CXOs. Can you talk to me about those workshops? What has been your focus on those workshops? And and then we will go into how CEOs are taking those workshops and how are they using GPT for them?
1: Absolutely. I think the leaders are very curious about what's happening in the generative AI space. They're following news. They are seeing it everywhere in LinkedIn, social media, and they're trying on their own. They also see their team members doing this. So there is significant level of curiosity, which has been built up Mm. in executive leadership Mm. teams about what's happening. And at the moment they are thinking this is a toolbox, you know, which could help you to do a little bit of work productivity. But they also realize that this is not just a toolbox. It looks like a toolbox now, but it can turn out to be a transmission, mm. you know, space very mm. soon.
0: Mm.
1: So ChatGPD was taken very funny in the initial stages, but now it has become part of everyone's life in an enterprise. And right now CEOs are thinking, oh, I mean, if there are similar technologies, like just like OpenAI did, obviously Microsoft is you know building their capabilities google is building their capabilities like all the big tech firms are building their capabilities and they're going to surprise us very soon and how this will turn out to be right they're thinking and this is where a primer level knowledge like the initial basic knowledge is important in a very structured way
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's mm-hmm. where we go on with the workshop and uh, there is a way to think about it right um, so we i would usually start with this call the most of the workshops start with something called the Google search mindset, which means we have been conditioned by Google search on how to interact with internet engines in a very specific way. But you cannot do it in ChatGPD mm. because it's a very different tool. It is designed differently. It is an entirely different tool for that matter. And how do we you know, trans, transition ourselves from the Google search mindset to interacting with ChatGPD, which is a conversational AI camp, you know, companion, a coworker for that matter a productivity assistant, a lot more than that, right? And this is where the fundamental shift is happening. Now people realize that there is a a, a difference in it. And how do we move to this? So from that fundamental mindset shift to using, you know, these tools better, like uh, you call it prompt engineering, but it's primarily prompt writing because ultimately we're using English to interact with these tools. And I think now sharp English writers are in demand now as, as good as Python engineers, because the words we use, the keywords we use, the sharper, the accurate, the precise prompts we use actually get you much, much better results than the other one, right? So this has enabled leaders to understand that there is a structured knowledge transfer required for learning this not just intuitive, not just uh, random explorations. Mm, mm, mm. The reason why, you know, the workshops are getting a lot of attention. So I, last year I did almost 20 plus workshops for different teams, including open workshops and enterprise workshops. Yeah.
0: Okay. So now, how CEOs are using this knowledge from, from these workshops in your in your experience? How are they taking it inside their office, in their companies? And what kind of problems are they solving or or how are they using utilizing Gen AI or Open AI to be specific, ChatGPT GPT to be specific, in their business context, what are you seeing in this corporate world?
1: Most of the CEOs are excited to use it for themselves first. Ah. They want to get a hands-on idea of how this works because you know CEOs are leaders, right? They are very curious and they explore more, they are risk takers, they 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 want to be ahead of others. So This mindset has helped them to become individual users, first of all. Mm -hmm. And they come back and say, hey, can we use it for better things? So most of the CEOs are looking at us like an executive assistant. They don't have to worry about productivity assistant. And then they also encourage their team members to use ChatGPD because a lot of work which earlier used to take 10x time is now done very fast. So now they don't have any excuse of saying that I'll come back tomorrow. Rather, they have to come back in 10 minutes. So CEOs are... You know, I think they're exploiting the opportunity to make things faster at the same time, they also need a path, right? Uh, how mm-hmm. do you take a structured path in an enterprise compared to like random explorations? This is where they are like, you know, talking to functional leaders, like for example, salespeople, marketing people, tech people, I mean, functional leaders and finding out in each functional area, in what process, in what efficiency gap can be found out to explore AI in that space. So essentially GenAI is all about text-to-text, text-to-video, text-to-image, text-to-code, text-to-music, text-to, you know, any kind of content, which is like creating new stuff based on current data sets available. So they are very curious, and they are trying to set up teams like champions inside their, you know, company, like curious people inside the company, prompt engineers and creating a small team to find out how to use GenAI better. Wonderful. So
0: you talked about that functional leader. They are talking to the functional leaders. They are yeah. Some of them are starting with themselves and then they are moving to the functional leaders. Can you talk to me about how GenAI can be used, let's say for example in sales, how it can be used for marketing? Mostly what I see is marketing, content writing. But even in content, I'm I'm absolutely sure there are better ways of using ChatGPT, even for marketing, not just for content generation, because now it has become a banal content that comes out. Everybody's content churned out from ChatGPT looks the same. So I'm sure there's a better way of using it. As as you rightly said, there are 120 ways of using Google, but we are probably using only like two or three Macs. So I'm sure there are better ways of using, even for marketing, but take a couple of examples in, in your experience, sales, marketing, maybe coding, how can they use it? Maybe even HR, you know, how can they use it? How are they using it? Can you give me some examples?
1: Yeah. One of the most used, you know, I mean, use cases for ChatGPT is like, obviously, writing better. How do, you, how do you give an idea and convert it into a blog? How do you summarize a large content into like a LinkedIn post with less than 100 words? Or how do you get a quote and then convert it into a marketing landing page? So, so many permutations and combinations in which Gen AI can work in marketing, in sales, especially in the content space. Now, most of the people are now looking at, so content comes with a lot of bias, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because human content means, you know, you write about things which you're really, really convinced about. Mm-hmm you cannot write about things which you're not really convinced about. And conviction comes with experience. Conviction comes with a lot of knowledge in the area and also with their success in that space. But in rapidly evolving technology space, you don't have the time to get convinced about an idea. You don't have the time to uh, gain experience, but it's time to create content. Mm -hmm. Here is where ChatGPD is actually helping you to kind of overcome your biases about something. And, you know, look at the oversight, the human oversight, and help you to kind of think beyond what you really know, right? Mm. So, mm. idea generation is one of the biggest areas, which I find very, very useful for leaders. Because most of the leaders will have something called top-of-the-mind ideas. Yeah. Means any problem comes, they will think about a couple of ideas in which how they tackled it earlier. But they wouldn't even think about possibilities beyond that. So it is helping you to break your own biases, break your own oversight and generate new ideas, making you think, rethink on those things. So it's a thinking tool as well. So ChatGPD is not just a writing tool. It also helps you to think differently because the more options it gives you, it helps you to uh, push your boundaries of thinking and allow you to feel that, okay, there is public knowledge about this because any information coming out of GPD as an output is in the public knowledge domain. And we feel excited because, oh, this is part of the public knowledge domain and this could be reasonable. This, this has a lot of common sense and we can use this.
0: Mm.
1: So we are moving from a couple of top of the mind ideas to a larger set of options. So the optionality is improved like anything. Uh, that is the most exciting as aspect, which I've seen with leadership, coming to your question of how do we use this, like, you know, marketing, sales, you know, HR productivity, right? Right now, people use it for drafting emails to writing blogs, to coming up with social media descriptions, to kind of writing, you know, specific materials like white papers, case studies, or for that matter, you know, even making presentations and then proposals because nobody wants to write, you know, technically detailed proposals sitting two, three days. You know in a stretch, so people use tough documentation with Chat GPT. Right? So, recently I was talking to a, you know, a bunch of teachers, and they all said that they are writing grant proposals, you know, to get grants using Chat GPT. So, 25 pages of grant proposal with information embedded in. This is something which they don't want to do otherwise, so they can use Chat to generate that and look very professional and you propose it so a significant amount of time is being saved in the process and people love time savings because those people who save time can use those time saved for creative stuff for strategic things for thinking for you know coming up with new ideas okay so let's
0: let's go deeper into one example if you will allow me so i'm in the it space so let us say for example a ceo is hearing this he's in the IT space for, let us say for example, retail commerce. How can he use it to say, for example, as a thinking machine to think aloud along with his marketing team, how can we generate content, ideas, idea generation, any of those kinds of stuff. So how can he generate? Two, let us say for example, he has generated ideas ideas with the marketing team. Now a lead has come, a customer inquiry has come how can the pre-sales team use ChatGPT to create the proposal specific to that particular thing? So let us say, for example, again, it's a it's in a retail commerce. They are using uh, Shopify, for example, and to sell, I mean, to build Shopify platforms. So how can the CEO use ChatGPT along with this marketing team to generate ideas for the blog content, to create content, top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, and a lead is coming in exactly for this. We want you to set up a Shopify shop for us, a friend store for us. How can they re- reply to them, create a proposal very specific to that? Can you talk to me about that?
1: Yeah. So first of all, a leader and his team, you know, running a retail e-commerce company should know, you know, different customer touch points in which communication would be very important. So the customer touch points can be like, like, I mean, minimum 20, you know, between the knowing about this brand to selling and after sales so we can we can kind of create a map of 20 mm-hmm. customer touch points wherein this company is communicating somehow with the customer making the customer experience better and better earlier this was like very random and people you know engage in communication when when there is some reactionary things happening right so they react to things they when a customer asks something they give it instead, you know, you can think about creating, starting from why the product to the product descriptions to how it needs to be sold like a story to uh, creating different tonalities of the whole product communication. And this is not possible for a small team because most of the teams are very, very sales product focused. They are customer um, focused, but they're not communication focused. So they've not learned. I mean, to get in these skills are very difficult for a team. They might be very good product ninjas, very passionate about the product. They might uh, have figured out how to run a Shopify, but they have not really figured out how to do communication with customers on a constant basis. That too, in very specific customer segments. For example, if a group of retail e-commerce people who are like above 40, trying to sell a product to someone in the 20s, mm. they should really know how to use communication better, how to how to how to sell like to Gen Z. And sometimes you know, it becomes so, so much of a struggle for you to figure it out by themselves, you know, because less interaction with Gen Z over phone or in real life. And how do we convert uh, conventional communication to Gen Z kind of communication by giving them benchmarks saying that you know, I want to I want to start creating content like how Spotify does content, how Zomato does content. Mm. So you can give benchmarks to, you know, tools saying that I want maybe even, even put some Zomato or Shopify content and train the Gen AI to say that I want content like this. And that gives you, actually it opens your mind because mm-hmm. when the output comes, you feel oh, this is the way to do it. And the moment you start putting it out, the, the, the results, the response you get will give you the feedback and then that f- feedback loop will help you to grow so essentially, if you have not been into that personal customer persona, and you want to learn that, this is a great tool for learning. And when you learn that you start producing content with that. So how many of people know that how to write product descriptions on Amazon? I mean, mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to run through hundreds of Amazon pages to see what works well, right? What, what are the words you need to be put well? And sometimes people run, run, you know, through all the pages, but still can't write like that. So here is the opportunity for you to put together your contents, core features, and then write like great selling Amazon product descriptions. Or how to run Instagram campaigns, right? Uh, What kind of words need to be used? What kind of hashtags need to be used in this process? So from storytelling to customer communication, to sorry emails, to rejection things, to, I mean... 20 different types of customer communication touch points are being covered in an effortless manner by, you know, having this. I mean, just giving an example on retail commerce. I mean, there are more examples to it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like, see, when, when when we talk some examples, that is when, at least I will understand, oh, this is how it can be used. Okay. So let us say, for example, somebody is listening to this, they are sold, they are going into it, they paid for upgrade to GPT-4, chat GPT-4. What are the gochas that they need to be careful about?
1: See, first of all, yeah, I think having Ch- GPT 4 is good. It's it's like hiring a great co-worker at $20 per month and it's unbeatable in terms of resource. Secondly, how do we use it? Like, I mean, there are so many prompt writing tips which you need to learn. Obviously, even if not through workshops, I'm sure there are a lot of internal resources available. You just have to search for best prompt writing for retail e-commerce for that matter so you know you can get real things and even for that matter you can even ask chatgpt 4 for writing better prompts for retail retail e-commerce you can ask uh, hey i am running a shopify site on this product uh, luxury wellness product you know and i am serving for the gen z in mumbai region i mean southern mm. mumbai region very very clear so it it gives you content which is highly relevant highly contextual which would sometimes take a lot, lot of time for us to figure out or sometimes we never figure out. Right. So this is where it comes in. So to your question, like one of the things we need to be aware of is I think we need to, first of all, more than being cautious about, I think we need to be very optimistic, ambitious about how to use it. Obviously, because people are using it at the minimal, right? So I, I have seen a lot of ChatGPT 4 users using it for very basic stuff. I said, mm. like, it's like, it's like making, making a horse stand. I mean, (laughs) it's like, it has so much of power within it. Like, you're not allowing it to use it. On the cautious side, I think most of the people worry about whether their information goes to the LLM and it would be accessible for others. But I I think as far as ChatGPT's OpenAI disclaimer is concerned, they kind of take care of that aspect, uh, the privacy, security, accuracy, even the accuracy aspect of it. And they even come up with something called the copyright uh, immunity, where anybody trying to ask you about the copyright thing made out of GPT they will defend you, right? So mm. that's the kind of promise they're giving right now. So I, the only thing we need to use is how to use it better and better and how to find out use cases to uh, do it better. One of the things we always tell in the workshop is that if you treat your, you know, ChatGPD as your intelligent coworker and how will you talk to an intelligent coworker? You, you give a lot of respect to you, you challenge, right? You treat it like someone who can give answers, right? And you, you explain things much more, right? So one of the things I've noticed is that most of the people use chat GPT prompts, like maybe one line, two line, not more mm, than that. Instead, so mm, You give a full context follow up, you know, the output is getting better and better.
0: Thank you. So I myself have started using it again for since it it, it came out. And as you rightly said, see, I'm I'm in tech space. I can write code, but I do podcast as well. It's always a challenge for me to announce it on the LinkedIn. Hey, this is what the podcast is about, why you should listen and so on and so forth. It's always a difficult thing for me. So I've started using ChatGPT for that. Mm -hmm. Write me a LinkedIn post about my interview with Krishna Kumar, agent, uh, CEO of Green Pepper, using OpenAI gen- AI tools, where he is taking workshops, yada, yada, yada. And out comes a really good uh, LinkedIn post. And then I'll say, okay, how do I do this on my Twitter, tweet, whatsoever, all of those kinds of stuff. And as you rightly said, this is what I tell most of my friends is that, now you can hire and fire an OpenAI employee. For $20, <laughs> that's all you need. You can hire today, and then if you're not happy, you can fire them to, uh, tomorrow, not a problem at all. Nobody's gonna be offended. Uh, there are no, nothing else uh, in, in, in the way. So I am very optimistic, uh, but more from a tech side, I'm happy to meet somebody on the functional side who is also very optimistic about open AI. Uh, KK, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and give me certain examples. To all my guests, I ask three rapid fire questions. The first one is, what's the kindest thing someone has done for you?
1: I think one of the kindest things someone has done for me is to introduce me to the world of entrepreneurship Um, when I was 26. So I'm, 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 I'm grateful to him.
0: Okay. This podcast is about leadership. Gravitas. Gravitas wins. In that sense, can you please share what you think as the best leadership quality and who has exhibited it in your life?
1: I, I think most of the people think that ability is key for leadership, but being in the tech space and uh, being in the rapidly you know, dynamic world, I feel agility is also important. Mm. So how fast you move along with your people and how you teach your people to move fast.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: A lot of leaders are way ahead of their people actually, because in terms of their ability, but if we can be fast and take your people along with you, I mean, I think that's a great thing to do.
0: Lovely answer. What's your definition of living a good life?
1: If you're happy, then you're intelligent.
0: Okay, good. Thank you so much, KK, for taking the time. I really enjoyed talking to you. And we will put the links for all of your workshops and and, and and to your LinkedIn profile and everything on the podcast. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Joseph. Glad to be here. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Can I request you to share the key takeaways from our conversation? If you like the conversation, please share the podcast with others. Have a life of peace.